Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to a special Screen Fix podcast, or our first in quite some time. I am your host, Phil Walter at Screen Fix Studios in Los Angeles. We have a great show for you today as we are going to talk about the Oscars this year. The 95th annual Academy Awards will take place in March, but um, I... Let's see, I actually have the date here. March 12th will be the 95th Annual Academy Awards, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, But the nominations will come out in just eight days from today on Tuesday, January 24th. So we will break down who we think could be nominated, who will win, etc. So joining me, as always, first in our Burbank Satellite Studios, we have Kit Bowen. Kit, how's uh, how's your January going? It's going well. Thank you. I'm excited about the award season. Yes, yes, we all are. Uh, Also joining me in Spokane, Washington, we have uh, Joel Amos. Joel, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well, Phil. Thanks. Good to hear your voice. And uh, really glad to talk about film this year because I I think it's a very different landscape than uh, the last couple of years. Yes, very different, very different. This this show is is evolving dramatically before our eyes. And uh, Mm. finally, we have freshly returned from his honeymoon in Tahiti. We have back in the great state of California, Andrew Payne. Andrew, how are you doing? Uh, I am doing great. I managed to catch up on several Oscar movies on the flight to and from which is, of course, how you're meant to watch all these movies is on a six-inch screen on the yeah. back of a seaplane. So I am, I am ready to go. Yes, Andrew, I made the mistake of watching here. both Tar and the Banshees of Inisherin on planes, and I really oh no, really no, think no, I, no. I disliked both of those movies because I saw them on my laptop. Well, um, yeah. I saw each of them in the theater, so, so I'm, I'm unbiased by that all right, all right. Well, there, look, there's a lot to talk about, and, and I think we'll get kind of all to this as, as we talk about each of the individual movies, um, rather than me just going on a rant about how the movie business has changed, et cetera. Um, we'll just we'll just kind of get right to it. Um, as always, we're going to try to predict who will be nominated first for for best picture, and maybe we'll talk about some of these movies too. Um, so there are 10 nominees for Best Picture. There's four of us. It takes three of us to nominate a movie for Best Picture. Um, and sometimes that means we nominate 12 or 8, but we'll, we'll get to 10 somehow. Um, so the first movie I have here, The Fableman, is that going to be nominated for Best Picture? Yes. I, yes. All right. All right. Um, I'll vote yes, too. All right. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Is that it? Yep. Yes. Yes. Okay. Top Gun Maverick. Is that being nominated? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If if you guys had told me a year ago that mm. we were doing our who will be nominated for Best Picture next year that Top Gun Maverick would have been nominated, I would have <laughs> laughed in your face. But nonetheless, I Laugh. agree it's going to be nominated for Best Picture. And And Deservedly so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go that far. Um, and I saw that in the theater twice. Um, the mm-hmm. Banshees of Inisherin, is that being nominated? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
All right. And Tar, is that a shoe in Do we agree Tar is a shoe in Yes. Yes. Okay. I guess. All right. So that's, <laughs> that's five. All right. Next. Avatar, is that it? Avatar, the way of water. Probably. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh. Joel, you say no? Oh. No. Why um, not, Joel? I mean, I we, we've not been because three of the four of us have it, but. I, I I have to admit I'm biased. I mean, I absolutely hated the first one, and I found the second one um, a little better, but but I would elevate it to painful. Um, so I just <laughs> I, I just feel like I I have hope that that the body that votes will will kind of see a bit of my point, and and it'll just miss the mark. I mean, just because you you, you you can nominate it doesn't mean you should. Um, so that's just my, my rant on Avatar. I knew it would arrive sooner than later. <laughs> um, okay, well, it got a PGA nomination. It got a Critics' Choice Award nomination. It got a Golden Globe nomination. So it's kind of hit all the precursors. Um, yeah. Andrew, you were about to say something about, about Avatar, The Way of Water. I just think that, I mean, I just think like within like, like the industry, there's this big, ever since Top Gun, everybody's in love with theatrical again. Like people were, mm-hmm. you know, pe- everything was moving to streaming and then Top Gun comes out and it's like what, like the number five movie domestically of all time or something like that. And then you have Avatar, which is going to make over $2 billion global at theatrical box office. And I think that the industry, like, because they know, and this is very, like, uh, cynical, but, like, they know that they will make more money below the line, above the line, everybody who works on these movies, if theatrical is healthy. So I think that they want to reward a movie like Avatar that is um, doing so well at the box office. It's driving the industry in the way that it, is the most lucrative for it to go for, for all the people concerned to work on these films. And I think the other point is like, I agree with Joel. Like I didn't really get much out of avatar. I thought it was an hour too long and the middle of it is like incredibly boring, but you can't argue like the technical, just like masters mass mastery of that film. It's unbelievable. Like, like nothing looks like that. It's all up on the screen. So I think that, like, from a technical standpoint, it, it'll probably get a lot of support, too. So I think that there's a lot to push it in, and there's also not a lot behind it to, like, take its place. So, so that's why I think it'll get in. Um, I have to admit, I did not see it. I was, I was about to, and I was like, do I want to spend three hours and 20 minutes watching the exact same movie that I saw in 2009, which was stunningly beautiful, but a bad version of Dances with Wolves in space yes. with blue people. Yes. And yes. everyone had told me this one is the exact same thing. And, Joel, yeah, you, 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 know, you, you brought this up, but th- there was a whole New York Times magazine feature on Avatar, which was, you know, I think it was the, isn't it still, the original one is the highest grossing movie of all time, I believe, globally. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it has no cultural footprint at all. It has it has no, no cultural, no. no social, no capital. No one talks about it. 
it, it, was, it was a marvel, but it's a boring story. And, um, yeah, I don't know if you felt that way about the second one, too. Yeah, it's like we waited for this. Yeah. <laughs> it's no Star Wars. It's no <laughs> no Marvel movie. Yeah. It's, I don't know what it is. Right, but I, I agree with Andrew. It's getting in. Okay. I mean, if kids, I had to kids, bet, I'd say it's Do you like Avatar? Man, personally, I'm saying no. No, I hated Avatar. <laughs> For okay. all the things that was just right, said. It was incredibly derivative. I, I also think just, the, yeah. The, the other problem is there's just not enough movies coming out. There's just not mm-hmm. enough good movies coming out. And I almost feel like it's getting in because I don't know what else gets in. Yeah, last, this past, this past year was not twenty twenty two was not a um, was not a good Luke. year for movies, and I, and I'm wondering if it's because it's like the pandemic sort of catching up, you know, like mm-hmm. all the movies mm-hmm. that weren't yeah. being made, um, somehow, you know, that's that's, that's what we're feeling right now. So yeah, just wait till next. But, I mean, studios are just releasing after. fewer movies. They're they're cutting budgets. A lot of movies are bombing at the box yeah. office. They're being way yeah. more careful with their with their dollars. Movies are going to streaming sure, yeah. where they, they quickly die and people don't even know they exist. And, and yeah, um, they shelved a, a superhero movie that was finished. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who, who does that? Yeah. And there, there are a lot of great movies I saw this year that were, like, only on streaming that no one else saw. Like, no people don't even know they right. existed. I mean, I'll just throw one out. I mean, this isn't Weird. a Best Picture nominee, but like that Fletch movie with John Hamm, that was really yeah. funny. That was great. No one great. knows about it. Perfect follow-up. <laughs> that, that Nicolas Cage movie, that was hilarious. No one, no one's surprised. Oh, yeah, that was a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not, not yeah. that those are Best Picture. Nominees. Completely agree. Um, <laughs> all right. Like, I'll bring up the next movie. About 13 lines. I didn't like that so much. I don't know. Trust me, it's just me. I mean, I like Hustle. So that's the one where they had to rescue yeah. those kids that were... Right. The one where they had to rescue... Oh, yeah, the Ron Howard movie. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was so surprising because that was one that they... Like, people have been talking about for, like, a year before it came out where it's like, Ron Howard has the rights to like the story and it's going to have Vigo Mortensen and Colin Farrell and all these big names. And then like, it just appeared on Amazon one day and you're like, Oh, and yeah, I mean, I think people liked it. I never saw it, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good, great. Like what, like what happened to that? Like, this is getting any sense. <laughs> they were I'm looking here. That movie had a Q and a, they just had a Q and a at the Academy Museum and now they're, they're trying to push it, but nobody's talking about it. Yeah, it's it's it had no real promotion before it came out. Like I saw more promotion for that that J.K. Simmons Sissy Spacek show on Amazon <laughs> that like nobody watched than I saw for that. And the movie that Ron Howard directed it was very bizarre. I know. Weird year. Yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't even know about the movie Joel. So you just mentioned it, and I'm looking here, and I was like, I was in theaters Speak for it out. one week. One week, it out. It's and then it went to worldwide. Amazon Video and fifty-five million dollar budget, just down the drain. We 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 know the ending, but 
it is constantly in question while the movie's going on. It's it's I, I loved it. Okay. Uh let's go through our next like I guess the the, the final four nominees for Best Picture. Is Elvis getting mm-hmm. nominated? Yes. I think yes. so, yeah. Yes. Okay. I think you're right. Okay. Women talking, is that getting in? Um I I think it yeah. probably will, although it's more of a yeah. same place situation than anything else, but yeah. Yeah. I think it certainly should over Avatar. Oops, did yeah. I say that out loud? I thought it was – I actually <laughs> saw that in a theater, and I thought it was great. Um, yeah. yeah, it Andrew, was Andrew, do you think Women Talking very, is getting in? Very affecting, yeah. I have not seen Women Talking. That's one of the few that I haven't seen yet. I'll probably try to catch that this week. Um, all right, now we get into an area that I just I just don't even know. I think there's – like eight movies that could take the final two spots, maybe nine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Babylon. Is that getting nominated? I think I, yes. I, I think it might, yeah. Yeah. It's just, the thing yeah. about Babylon they is, can't pass up they can't pass up movies. Sorry about Babylon, themselves. They just can't. Yeah. No, nope. eighty. Yeah, and it got it got the sag ensemble to. nomination. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good point. Yeah. yeah, and and that one, which was kind of surprising, and that that kind of made me put it in. Yeah, it, right. It did not get the producers guild nomination though. Ouch! It did not. Yeah. Wow, it's anyone's um, game, but I, I think in. The thing is, eighty percent of the people I've talked to who've seen Babylon thought it was either bad or or some way too long, and twenty percent loved it. And you don't have to get that many votes if twenty percent of the people who saw the movie loved it, and they're voters, then it probably gets in. I, I mm-hmm. guess. I I, I I liked it. It is long, it. but I liked it. That opening sequence right. is incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to run through. So now we're, we're, we have nine nominees. And I'm going to run through the movies that could be nominated here. We've got Glass Onion, The Whale, Triangle of Sadness, RRR, The Woman King, All Quiet on the Western Front, Wakanda Forever. And then you kind of go down to like After Sun or she said, or something like that. But decision to leave, maybe, could, could sneak in there. Um, Andrew, which of those do you think gets the last spot? Or they say no. the whale? Yeah, I, I, I've been kind of torn on this one. It seems like, I think it'll be a Netflix movie. Like, I think Netflix will get the last spot. So it's either going to be Glass Onion or All Quiet on the Western Front. Um so, like, All Quiet on the Western Front has done pretty well with, like, a lot of the sort of, like, technical categories and the guilds and things like that. But it seems like, you know, Glass Onion got the PGA nomination, got a Critics' Choice nomination. It seems like Netflix is throwing its weight behind Glass Onion because uh, it's like I don't think Netflix is going to let itself get shut out of Best Picture, especially when there's 10 nominees. Um, so I, I give – I give this last slot to Glass Onion. Um, All Quiet wouldn't surprise me. 
uh, either, but I, I think it'll be one of those two. Glass Onion is a movie that absolutely should have played in theaters. I mean, I guess it, it technically did, mm-hmm. but it should have had a, a full I saw it in theaters. Release. Yeah, no, I had like well, a whole bunch of the theater before Netflix. Oh, yeah, it was but it week. wasn't. It was like in at like a couple of theaters in LA and New York. It wasn't like a full nationwide yeah. release, right? Right. Right. Um, I don't right. think so. Yeah, they could, they could have made a hundred million dollars in theaters, but they Netflix mm-hmm. decided not to make a hundred million dollars in theaters. Um, Kit, Kit, what do you think? Who who gets the last spot in your view? Um. I I think I don't think I'll acquire in the Western Front. I don't know. I I, I know that that Jill saw him really was moved by it and liked it, but I don't know. Um, I think it's between the whale and glass onion for me. The whale and glass onion. Either one of those two. <clears throat> um, I haven't seen the whale either because I don't really feel like watching a movie about that level of it's suffering. Hard. But um, <laughs> it's very hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That being said, I, that's my choice. That's taking the last slot. That movie destroyed me, and in the best of ways. And the hope I think at least you guys... is something, something the Academy really needs to kind of get across. No, and don't and, dis- uh, don't discount uh, don't discount RRR either. By the way. Yeah. No, that actually might be Huh? Yeah, but there's there's a lot of it's, foreign it's, voters these days. That's true. Yeah, I mean, and it, and we've seen foreign films get into the best picture. Actually, I just looked at the I just looked at the uh, international or the foreign films section, and RRR is not in it. So I think it's. Uh, no, I don't because know if it, for some reason, for some reason, RRR was not India's submission for best picture for best foreign film so the only shot it yeah. has it, it's one of those like dumb why can't india have two submissions for best picture? i don't know uh, but it's a huge country but for some reason um, <laughs> india every country is only allowed one submission and and it was not it was a different movie i forget what it was but it was not rrr so and actually that is on netflix that's where i saw it yep um yeah. So um, I think RR gets mm-hmm. in. Actually, that's my pick. And that actually is three hours, yeah. but I could watch it at home. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's with, got a with lot with of buzz about it. So. Yeah, and it's like if there's one movie that I think that people are like, oh, you gotta see this movie that like not a lot of people expected, it's this one. And I think those yeah those tend to sneak in. So let's let's go back to kind of the top of the ticket and see who who we think is going to win. Um, I was kind of of the opinion that the Fablemans, this was just going to be a, a coronation for Steven Spielberg. This was just every precursor would go to the Fablemans. And then last night, the Critics' Choice Award, where it's everything, everywhere, all at once, took home Best Picture. And a lot of odds makers had that movie winning, which is one of the most unique original films I've, I've seen in a long time. Um, Kit, I'll start with you. What, what do you think is the favorite to win Best Picture? And then if you were a voter, who would you vote for? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's 
Actually, if I were a voter, I would pay, I would vote for Banshees and then Sharon. That was one of my favorites of last year. Um, I know it's a little it's a little uh, you know it's not not everybody's cup of tea and it was kind of slow and weird. But I I was just so engaged with that. I just I just loved it. I love that director, um, mm. and I just think he's just an incredible storyteller. So for me, Banshees would be what I voted for. However, I feel like I feel like it's going to be the Fablemans. Um, I know everything, everywhere, all at once is also on top of many, many people's list. So, but I, you know, Fablemans. While I thought it was a very sweet movie, I didn't necessarily think it was Spielberg's best movie. Clearly, um, but it is. It is a love letter to his, you know, his growing up. It's a love letter to filmmaking and young filmmakers, and you know, and 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 you know, the inspirations that you get in your life to become that. Um, that last scene, though, <laughs> I guess probably everybody's seen it at this point, uh, with John Ford was one of the best movie moments of all time. <laughs> I just thought that was fantastic. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's the one that's going to capture everyone's heart. So that's, that would be my pick. Yeah. I just say, if uh, the Fablemans gets nominated for Best Picture, it will mean that six of the last eight movies that Steven Spielberg directed <laughs> will have been nominated for Best Picture, which is wow. I don't think anyone can say that for themselves. Six of your last eight Steel movies are Best gold. Picture nominees. What's that? It's unbelievable. I mean, when you look at his yeah. his career, it's just it's astounding. Uh, I just feel lucky War that he Horse got to live Lincoln. during that time. Yeah, that he's making movies. And, and, and uh, yeah, but, the movies are behind him. But six of his last but, eight are you know still been nominated for Best Picture. What, what that reminds me Andrew, of is yeah. like if you're watching the NFL, if you're watching the NFL now, is it's like everybody is breaking single season records because there's an extra game now. So it's like every, every, it's like for the next couple of years, it's like, this is the single season receiving record. Well, yeah, he played an extra game. I, to me, it's like, I'm not as, I mean, it's impressive, obviously, but like, it's not the same, like comparing him historically because 10 movies get nominated now. Like mm-hmm. Ridge yep. of Spies would not have gotten nominated. The Post would not have gotten nominated. War Horse right, would not right. have gotten nominated. Like, so I, I think that you have to, like, put an asterisk against that a little bit. Mm. I think the Fablemans, you know, it, that would have been one of the five if there were five. And maybe West Side Story would have been one of the five. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's like, I feel like in. it's like people are padding. Yeah, Lincoln would have gotten in. But, like, I feel like people are kind of padding their stats a little bit in, in this era with, uh, with with the ten nominees. Yeah. Fair, fair mm. point. But – you know, even good directors today making movies, I don't know if you could say that. Although there, there's a few, like, it seems like every Paul Thomas Anderson movie gets nominated these days, or every, many of the Alejandro Quentin Tarantino. You know, Rita movies. Yeah, although there's Bardo's not nominated. Uh, yeah, Scorsese, you're right, gets everything in. But um, I will say my favorite movie of his in the last 10 years is probably actually Ready Player One. So it's one of the few that didn't get nominated. Um Hmm. All right. Um, well, if I were to guess, I could talk. Yeah, Joel. Guess. Joel, what's going to win? Uh, I am probably the hugest Steven Spielberg fan, and 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 I think that the Fablemans 
should win. But I am sensing a momentum shift. And, I, and it's, it's almost like the Fablemans, like you said, was a coronation. I think if we actually look at this picture and then we look at everything everywhere all at once, and then we see the trajectory that that film is starting to take, I think it's, it's one of these movies that, that it's going to be like Parasite. I think they come Oscar night, I think they're going to call everything everywhere all at once. And I think we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I think it's going to take some acting awards too. And when we talk about kind of that kind of momentum, I, I think everything is, is going to win. Um, for lack of a better word, everything. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you know, there's like Coda had a lot of that late momentum last year. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a longer award season this year with, with the March Oscars. So maybe, you know, when you kind of lengthen these out, people start taking second looks at things and mm-hmm. weird things can happen. Um Andrew, what, uh, Joel, what would you vote for? You said you'd vote for the Fableman if you were voting? I would vote for the Fableman, personally, yeah. I mean, I, 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 long story short, going through some stuff, but, like, that restored my faith in, in movies and, and wanting to keep talking about them with fine folks like yourself. <laughs> okay. Andrew, what do you think? Uh, so I, I thought, since I saw it in the theater, in what was it April? I thought every it's everything everywhere all at once is to lose. I mean, when that movie came out, I've I've never seen a movie like I haven't seen a movie in probably since Parasite, where everyone was like, "Oh my God, you have to see this!" Like everybody who I know works in the industry was just like, "This this is a game changing movie. This blew me away. I saw it three times. I cried every time. Like you hear all stuff like that." Um, I just, I don't think anything is beating it. And, and I think that um, in terms of what I'd vote for, like, I mean, I agree with Kit. My favorite movie this year was Banshee's of Inishir, and I thought that was just brilliant. Um, but I think the, the way that I think about it, as always, and I think I've said on this podcast every year, I try to think about it as if you're looking back five years from now, what is the movie that you point to and say, like, yes, that was the movie that year? So, like, for mm-hmm. example, Coda from last year, like, I, I was honestly, someone asked me the other day what won Best Picture last year. I couldn't even remember what it was, and that was last year. I was like, and someone was like, Coda, and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I totally forgot about that movie. Um, and it seems but so I think if you look time. back, yeah, and, and, like, in the moment, but it doesn't, like, it's like Shape of Water. Like, Shape of Water be yeah. Get Out. Like, in hindsight, that's insane. So I think that when you look back five years from now, it's going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. You're going to look back and say that held up. So I would probably vote for that as well. But I think that, like, in that context, I also think that Top Gun Maverick was kind of the movie of the year when it was really good. I don't think it should get nominated for for Best Picture. Like, that's like, is it really better than, like, Independence Day? Like, Independence Day would have never gotten nominated for Best Picture. Um, but it also is, like, everybody saw it. Like, not everybody in the industry, every human being on Earth saw that movie. Like, every, like, it was like that was the one where it's like, I haven't been to the theater since COVID, but I'm going to go see Top Gun. Um, so yeah. I think that there's something to be said about that. But, but I think one other point there with, like, Top Gun getting nominated, Avatar's probably going to get nominated, 
Elvis. You might see Black Panther, Glass Onion. This is probably the first year that the expanded nominee pool is working the way that it was supposed to. Because the reason why they did that was that nobody was seeing any of the movies that got nominated. And this is this is a year where you might have Avatar, Black Panther, Top Gun, which were the three biggest movies at the box office, all nominated. And then Glass Onion, which everybody saw. I mean, it didn't make any money at the box office, but everyone watched that over Christmas on Netflix. So and loved it. It's interesting that this year it's like this year it's finally probably going to pay off because like what that, you know what happened for years was like the the then the four next best indie movies got nominated like an education got nominated which like nine people saw like you know, so it's so I think that this is the year that it's actually paying off for them the way that they wanted to but. Um, even with all that, I still think everything, everywhere, all at once is the movie of the year, and that also did well at the box office. It made about seventy million, mm-hmm. um, and that was yeah, still well, when like COVID was lingering. Exactly, which isn't that much, but yeah, it was it was pretty good considering it was the radar. I, I just think right now people, you know, this is a, still a difficult time. You know, we we came out of the Trump administration. We we're coming out of a pandemic. It's it's still a very difficult time to live in and people want movies that make them feel good and yeah you know i haven't seen the whale but i know it's not going to make me feel good <laughs> no <laughs> i'm not well, running it, it um, won't i you know i know what happens in triangle of sadness but i'm not really itching to see a movie called triangle of sadness even though it's kind of a comedy i guess but um you know i'm not really itching to see a lot, you know, there's a lot of big name directors who made movies that looked great initially, like Empire of Light or something. But, but Top Gun, that, you know, Top Gun, I think it deserves a nomination. If nothing else, like Andrew said, look back at this year. Top Gun, some people think saved the movie industry. Um, yeah. So, you know, it makes a lot of people feel good. Hey, teenagers are seeing Top Gun like 20 times. My cousin has seen it in the yeah. theater four times. I don't even know why. She's she's not like a she has no desire to be a Navy pilot. Uh, so, uh, you know, everything everywhere well, all at once, but other combined, movies people feel good. It, was, yeah, it combined a lot of things. Like you're saying, it, it combined a lot of things because it brought in the people who loved Top Gun, you know, and sort of that nostalgia. And, of course, Val Kilmer's appearance and whatnot was just spectacular. And Tom Cruise actually yeah. act, actually did some acting in this. I mean, he can feel his pain, you know, and that was that was very key. And then, but then you had all the young guys. Miles Teller just, you know, came out like a, you know, like a rocket on that one, and and just he just yeah, and, that, and that's that's capturing the young girls and <laughs> and the guys, of course, all the young guys. I mean, the whole aerial fighting and and just all the flying stuff was still just top notch. I mean, there were times you you know you don't li- you don't listen to the script. You don't have to hear what they're saying, except for Tom, who did a nice job with his with his uh, you know sort of the older Maverick kind of thing. He did a really good job with it. Um, but you know, there are times when you just go, "Oh, why did you just say that?" I mean, it's cringeworthy dialogue at times. It's so cheesy, but didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> you know, I have I I love Top Gun Maverick, as opposed to Avatar. as much as anyone. As opposed I to Avatar, it. which the, the dialogue in Avatar, however, was so horrible all over again, and it doesn't make up for the and the visuals and everything still doesn't make it up for me. It's like the story it was supposed 
stupid and so derivative. And but then you've got Top Gun, and the story progressed, and it was you know it was moving, and 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 you know you were in it. So anyway, that's my <laughs> But and and I loved it as much as the next guy. But there's a lot of things that you all are saying that 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 remind me of a certain story involving a saltine. And it's like we've all been walking through the desert. And I think it was Chris Rock. He had a whole bit about walking through the desert when you finally get to the end of the desert and somebody hands you a saltine and you think it's the best piece of food you've ever had your entire life. (laughs) And we had not been to the movie theaters and seen a movie like Maverick in years. And it was fun. It was good. But I wonder how much of it was a saltine. Yeah, I think you're right, Joel. But I, think that's, that's I don't think there's anything wrong with nominating good movies that people like for Best Picture. I mean, like Star Wars is not yeah. a Best Picture, right. you know. Um, yeah. You know, it maybe Independence Day should yeah, have been but, nominated for Best Picture. That was a great film. I, you know, that had some cultural impact. Yeah. Um, I never saw Independence Day too, but um, <laughs> you know, maybe we we need to think about what you know. Also, no one's watching the Oscars anymore, so maybe we need to think about. Let's let's nominate movies that people actually see. Yep. Um, we, we can bring in a couple Maybe. that that you know use the Oscars to to promote the industry, but we don't have to nominate like an education, you know, every every year, which which no one is going to see other than than us. Um, I, I'll just add, I, I think the Fablemans will win, and I'm predict I would vote for it too. I actually I I love that movie. But I, I just because I'm a Jewish kid from California who likes movies, so um, yeah, and a lot of Oscar voters um, <laughs> fit that profile, and so I think they're going to relate to it personally. Mm. I just think it's going to—they're mm-hmm. going. So many of them are going to feel a personal connection to it. They'll vote for it. So, yeah, I think a lot of people won't be able to relate to it. Maybe those big people will relate better to everything, everywhere at once, or or or. or. Um, all right, let's move on and talk about. Um, Best director, you get through this list. Um, all right. Do we agree? Locks, Steven Spielberg, Daniels, yes. Martin yes. McDonough, and Todd Fields yes. are all those four locks? Yes. yes. Well, okay. I don't know about McDonough. Okay. Because he missed the DGA nomination. It went to Joseph Kaczynski instead for Top Gun. That, that was um, I think, Yeah. And I think it's pretty safe he's going to win a screenplay award. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would still I, – I, I, I still think he'll get nominated, but I don't think he's a lock. Like, I think those other four, Spielberg, Daniels, Field, and Cameron, are probably locks. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> Trust me, everything, well, every, all of your animosity towards Avatar, I said. Um, um, uh, Andrew, what McDonough about did Sarah get the Polly? DJ nomination. Did you say Andrew, Sarah Polly? McDonough did get the... Yeah. McDonough did get the... Oh, he did? Yeah. Did I, yeah. Did the, oh, Shield, Field missed it. Oh, I have my... I took my No, no Field wrong. got DGA, too. Um, were there Field, Field, McDonough, Spielberg, all got DGA nominations. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but I you said Sarah, Sarah Polly. Yeah, I think Sarah Polly's getting in. 
Yeah, and the thing is, is throughout this award season, oh, Cameron didn't get they, it. Oh, okay. they keep mentioning that not a single woman's been nominated, and there's this big push about women directors, and I just feel like that's actually a, an Oscar-worthy movie, and she did an Oscar-worthy piece of directing. Although I think, didn't she write it as well? She did. Yes. She writes, yeah. I, I feel like Women Talking is exactly that. So I feel, I feel like she'll probably, if she doesn't get the director, she'll probably get the screenplay nod for sure. It, there were a lot of good movies this year by women directors, but I don't really mm-hmm. see a lot of yeah. them competing, a lot of women directors competing for Oscars, you know, call it whatever you want, sexism. Um, but that's not what the odds makers have. But I, I think, I think, Joel, you're right. I mean, Sarah Pauly, they know they're going to get a lot of flack if they don't nominate a woman for Best Director. Women have actually won the last two Best Director Oscars. Um, the the one wild card is, though, you know, it seems like it's been a trend the last few years with the growing foreign you know, voter yeah. base to, to nominate kind mm-hmm. of someone unexpected um, for best director from, uh, from you know, uh, foreign uh, film director. Yeah, uh, so I, I don't know if you're looking at um, S.S. Rajamuli from RRR mm-hmm. or Park Chan-wook from Decision to Leave. Um, I don't know. I mean, Sarah Pauly's Canadian, but that doesn't count, so. I think the director of RRR gets in. Yeah, I've been thinking about uh, Roger Mooley for for a while. Um, Yeah, I I had a note that for some reason I thought James Cameron got nominated for DGA. So I'm I'm revising. Yes, I agree. Spielberg, Daniel Steele, McDonough get in. So, yeah, it's probably Cameron Kostinski or like a wild card like Roger Mooley or – uh, Edvard Berger, who directed All Quiet on the Western Front, or Sarah Polly, like someone like that getting in. Um, yeah, last yeah, I want to say you uh, had the director of Drive My Car, right? And the year before, Thomas Vinterberg. Yeah, exactly. And a couple of years ago, exactly. with Powell Polakowski from Cold War. Sorry, uh, Andrew, I interrupted you. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to. I, I I've been thinking Raja Mooley for a while. Um, so I, I kind of want to make him my fifth spot. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough with Cameron and Kaczynski there, especially with Kaczynski getting that surprise DGA nomination. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem like that fifth nomination is always surprising in this category now. So, so that, that's, I think, where yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, we agree that Spielberg's the favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe Daniels. Yeah, yeah. I still think Daniels. I, I still, I still think this is yeah. going to be an everything, everywhere, all at once, like speed like roll. Yeah. Everything. Well, they might split it too. They might, you know what I'm saying? Like they'll get yeah. everything, every, everything, everywhere at once, best picture, and Spielberg best director, or vice versa. And yeah, I mean, that happened when Spielberg, Spielberg won Saving Private Ryan, and he didn't yeah. win best picture. For... And I mean, Spielberg hasn't won in a long time. And he's only won twice, which I know it's, it's only. I mean, Alfred Hitchcock never won. Um, but, uh, but John Ford won, what, what did he win, four times? 
So, yeah, mm-hmm. it does feel like if there's a director who deserves to win three, certainly it's Steven Spielberg. So, yeah, I mean, it, it right. wouldn't be outlandish to think that they would go again to him. Right. Spielberg won 25 and, years ago for Saving Private Ryan. And the, and the that Daniel was the last one, huh? Getting started. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting, we, I mentioned how Spielberg's been nominated, has movies have been nominated. Andrew, you were pointing out, well, but there's 10, 10 nominations. Um, he actually has only been nominated for Best Director once for those six movies, which was Lincoln. Um, and then you have to go back. Oh, wow, he was in Munich in 05. That's such a good movie. Interesting. Wow. I can't. I can't divorce. Um, I was actually watching Knocked Up the other night, and there's a joke in there about how they were saw, saw Munich the other night. So every time I hear that movie, <laughs> yeah. I just have to yeah. joke from Knocked Up. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on. Trip. Best actress is what I have up on my screen, so we'll talk about that. Um, I think we can all agree <laughs> that Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh are being nominated. Is that right? Yes. Um, One will win, and then. We thought Michelle Williams would get a nomination, although I still don't understand why they didn't have her go for supporting. Uh, but then she got snubbed from the SAG award nomination. I still think she probably gets in. Um, and then you've got Danielle Deadweiler for Till, who everyone says did an amazing job, but I don't know who saw that movie. And then uh, you've got oh, Violet Davis for The Woman. I was just yes. going to say, Sorry? that's kind of like the whale for me. That's kind of like the whale for you. Till is for me. It's like, yeah. I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> it's just going to make me I think angry. she sneaks in. Yeah, I think she does. I think uh, Yeah, you've got Viola Davis. So maybe that's your list, but then you have like Anna DeArmas. And I've also heard people say Andrea Riseborough is amazing and, and too Leslie. Um, and then you have Olivia Coleman hanging out there because she's Olivia Coleman. But right. um, I, I don't get the love for Anna de Armas. Or maybe I'm just letting the movie blind me. It's just so yeah, terrible. Yeah, I think, I think if, if, if it's not those five of Blanchett, Yo, that Williams, and Davis, if, if one of those is bumped for something, I think Margot Robbie has a good shot. Yeah, good point. She's been nominated several times in the past. Well, um, has she? Who's who's? Mm-hmm. Andrew, I'm curious to get your take. But then, who's who's going to win this? Is it? It, it looks to me like it's a two horse race between Kate Blanchett and Michelle. Yeah, Gale, but I might be wrong here. Yeah, I mean, I think that like the nominees, uh, I I tend to just think chalk in this category: Blanchett, Yo, Deadweiler, Williams, and Davis. Um, I mean, there is the wild card of some people are saying that Williams might go to supporting. Like, I mean, depending on, like, I don't know exactly how the submissions or voting or whatever works. Isn't a little late so, for that? Well, that's what I they don't know. I mean, it's, put her in for. it's happened before, hasn't it, where all of a sudden, like, because I think I remember with, like, The Reader, I thought that Kate Winslet was going to be supporting, and she got nominated for Best True. Actress. Um so it's not unheard of that there to be a surprising category change. But I just think that, like, like the out of the armist thing, I didn't see Blonde after everything that I heard about it. I don't want 
people on. But that was obviously going to be Netflix. Like, that was going to be Netflix's big thing was Blonde. Like, that was their Oscar movie. And it just got destroyed. So um, I don't know if, like, the residual campaigning or something got added to Armistice Bag nomination. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be the main people. But, yeah, I agree. It's like, I think Yo is going to win. Like, again, I still think it's just going to be kind of everything, everywhere, all at once, all over the place. Kate Blanchett already won twice supporting, and then she won Best Actress for Blue Jasmine. I, I, I think that it's tough because if she didn't have two already, like I remember when I saw Blue Jasmine, I walked out of that and I was like, that, that's Best Actress. No one's beaten her. And Tar, yeah. I had the same reaction. I was like, well, who the hell is going to – like no one had a better performance than that this year. Um, but I, I do think that Yo, just for like the film and the story, you know, she's been around for ever. I don't know if she's ever been nominated for it. I don't think she got nominated for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's been around forever and this is just like such a great like career capper for her. Um, yeah. And obviously she's great and, in that too. I mean, she gets to play so many different versions of herself uh, and the yeah. and the Academy likes to, to go for that too. I'm, she gets to again to show off her, uh, her martial arts skills too. It's, you know, I think it's being able to combine a great acting performance with what she does so well is at the same time I just I just loved it. Now I may yep. be one of the few people um, out there, but it makes you wonder if there are other voters. But like, I actually did not care for Blanchett and Tar. Um, so for me, it's well, she's not a very yeah. likable character. <laughs> no, that's that's part of it. And plus, uh, I watched it with a. Uh, expert in orchestras and they just picked it apart. Um, and mm-hmm. I think maybe that colored it a little bit. Maybe I should watch it again, but I'm definitely thinking that everything gets everything. I'm sticking with that headline. Yeah. Well, if Glanchette does win, and she's been nominated seven times, so she'll get her eighth nomination for this movie. If she does win, I mean, we're, we're in the three-time winner's club, which is, you know, like Meryl Streep territory, frankly. Um, I know one was for supporting, but, you know, Frances McDormand just won her third. Sometimes they just go with the people they like. I, I, I This is still a topic mm-hmm. to me. I think right now, I still think Kate Blanchett probably is the slight favorite, but I could easily be persuaded that it would be Michelle Yeoh. She she has never been nominated before. Um, yeah. And I still don't understand was, why they didn't have Michelle Williams go for supporting. Um because I think she'd win. Well, that's what the campaign has been. But all the predictions have her in an actress. So I'm like, I don't know. It's, we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, let's move on. Best actor. So I think there's three shoe-ins here to be nominated. Brendan Fraser, Colin Farrell, Austin Butler. Anyone disagree yep. with that? Okay. And then <laughs> I guess we're looking at Bill Nighy for a living. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't know anyone who saw that. I did. Yeah. I, did I, just, I mean, he, he's phenomenal. I mean, he won the LA film critics too. And the SAG nomination. Yeah. I, I think he did. Okay, what, and then, why can't we see that? I don't know movie? if the last spot goes to Tom Cruise or Paul Mescal or Diego Calva. Or like Adam Sandler got a surprise um, SAG nomination for Hustle. 
which I I thought he was great in that movie. I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but I, I yeah, I was going to go with him and Hustle. I think that's your pick. I think it's concrete. crazy as that sounds. <laughs> We're talking about Adam Sandler Oscar versus Adam Sandler. Well, Adam <laughs> Sandler should have won. He should have. He should have yeah. won for Uncut Gems. That no was, the, that was yeah. the best performance that year. That was a hurricane. Oh my God, one hundred percent. Didn't he get nominated for Punch Drunk Love? No, uh, no, I don't think he did. He doesn't. Yeah, I know he's been nominated for yet. a lot of Razzies. A lot of Razzies. Um, oh yeah, Oscar-nominated. Actor moniker yet? Down, I, yeah. I I honestly think Tom Cruise will get that bit spot. I'm I'm banking on that one. I agree. I mean, it's like I mean, obviously he's going to get nominated for producer for uh, for for best picture too. But I, I do think that the Academy sometimes. I mean, this is kind of like the Francis McDormand um, mm. win for uh, Nomadland, where it's like. When an actor is like, I mean, Tom Cruise was like the five-star general on that movie, wasn't he? Like, he got it made. He he made it what it was. And, you know, he was Tom Cruise in it. Like, he was good. He's always good. But, I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like Colin Farrell and Banshees of Inishir. And there wasn't like a lot of layers of subtext in the performance. But in terms of like, like, just... He's Tom Cruise. Like, he did it. Like, he saved the movie industry by himself. So I feel like you have to nominate <laughs> well, And plus, you guarantee, you know, it's another star you advertise to get viewers. Yeah, and you want him there, right? I mean, they don't have it. Because like, right. like, couldn't Tom Cruise at this point in his career, couldn't he be what Jack Nicholson used to be? Like, couldn't he be at the Oscars every year just, like, laughing, yeah. overlapping in the third row. Like, I think you want mm-hmm. him there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. They, they they want him there. Exactly. Just a quick note on Adam Sandler. I'm counting. He has been nominated for 40 Razzies. 40. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got like, looks like eight nominations for the movie Jack and Jill alone. Um, he also won, won eight correct because he got one for both worst actor and worst actress for that movie uh, but uh, to some of, some of his movies that have been nominated um, Bulletproof Happy Gilmore Happy Gilmore is great The Water Boy Big Daddy Little Nicky yeah. Crazy Nights Mr. Deeds I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry Jack and Jill just go with it Bucky Larson Born to be a Star That's My Boy Grown Ups 2 Blended Pixels The Cobbler Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 Uncut Gems he got the Razzie Redeemer Award, okay? And then Hubie Halloween. Um, he got a Golden Globe nomination for Punch Drunk Love, but not an Oscar nomination. He has been nominated for the Emmy ah. back for his SNL work. So, anyway. That's my but you know what? For, for each of those 40 Razzie nominations, he probably has $10 million. So, I, yeah, I think exactly. he knows. <laughs> um, all right. Who's, who's going to win? I mean, you've got um, Brandon Fraser won the Critics' Choice Award. Austin Butler and Colin Farrell both won Globes. Um, who's going to win this? I, I mean, my Andrew, opinion, you, I don't you think back in June. Okay, you think it's it's Brandon Fraser? Oh God, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
100%. One of those cases where, I mean, it it really doesn't factor into anything other than, uh, you know, perception, but that speech he gave at at the Critics' Choice Awards, I mean, those are the kind of things that Oscar voters are like, oh, that'd be kind of nice to have on our show, like some inspirational speech like that, plus his whole story. I mean, I personally, I mean, like I've said before, that movie destroyed me, but I, I actually think Colin Farrell deserves it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Frasier will get it. Well, Adrian, you texted me back in uh, June. You said, I just saw Elvis. I don't see how Austin Butler loses. Yeah. Do you still I feel that way? way? Yeah, well, I yeah, think I said, I don't to... see how he doesn't. He's like, yeah, I think I said he has to get nominated. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, okay. I was blown away by him in that movie. He was. Because I went into that movie expecting it to just be garbage. That's um, alarming. And you know, it, it was it was a it was a mixture of garbage and non garbage. Um, but he he was not like the whole movie. I was like, oh my god, he's fantastic Gosh. in this movie. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I I tend to agree with Kit. I think sometimes people want to vote the story. The story about Brendan Fraser has been building for like more than a year. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when Renee Zellweger won for that Judy Garland movie that like, I'm not even a hundred percent sure that movie exists. Like I, I, I don't, I've never seen it. I don't, don't know anybody who's ever I saw seen it. The theater. I don't know. I, I have a fortune. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, it reminds me of that. Cause that was such a comeback yeah, everyone, story for her, but it's like, is- it's but like this movie back, just exists com- for him to win. His comeback story is way more compelling. And, of course, he didn't win the Globe because, you know, he had that horrible incident that he reported about the yeah. – that guy that broke him or whatever. So he was not going to – they were not going to give it to him. So, you know, that doesn't surprise me that he didn't win the Globe. Um, but, yeah, there's there's no way. But I did walk out of Banshee thinking, God, how could, how could Colin Farrell not, you know – he was so good in it too. I agree with you, Joel. He he absolutely in any other year that would have been hands down the best performance mm-hmm. and then, you know, you got Brendan Fraser, so I still think Austin Butler's one win. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. I just think maybe ah, people aren't going to watch the whale. <laughs> I mean, I know they like it when people, you know, have big weight fluctuations or whatever, but um I'm just going to predict Austin Butler. Maybe maybe they want a, a feel good movie. Maybe in honor of uh, uh, Lisa Marie Presley dying. Yeah. Um, that makes for a good speech. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Best Supporting Actress. <clears throat> I think this one is, is kind of wide open, but I, I guess the, nom- the three locks here are Jamie Lee Curtis, Angela Bassett, and Carrie Condon. Yeah. And then, I don't know, you're looking at Jesse Buckley, Hong Chow, Stephanie Shu, Dolly DeLeon. Yeah, Joel, what, what do you think? Best Supporting Actress. Who, who do you think gets nominated? I think Hong Chow gets nominated, too. Yeah. From The Whale. Too. From The Whale. Because she was also and in Stephanie the menu. She's really in? good in that, too. <laughs> Did you see the menu, uh, Andrew? Yeah. 
I did. I, I think she should get nominated just for the way that she pronounces tortilla in the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, actually. I thought that I movie did too. was fantastic. <laughs> well, well, that's something we didn't mention. Like, Nobody's talking about but I think Ray Fiennes deserve, deserves an Oscar nomination for that. I mean, I don't know who gets yeah, bumped, well, but that was, that was Oscar nomination worthy. Well, so Angela Bassett has started racking up a couple of precursors. I yeah. have to admit, I did not see Wakanda forever, and I just kind of got burned out on Marvel movies. I hit my limit. Um, it it definitely lives up to the last limit. word of its title. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care Someone for it. Someone has to tell these people no movie should be longer than two and a half hours. Really, two hours, 15 minutes. But Look, if you're going to do a movie this longer is, this than is that, what I, mission. This is what I always say, Phil. The first Star Wars movie, which introduces a whole galaxy, a bunch of characters, has a ton of great character development, like three different plots, is two hours. If they can do that in two hours, you can do it in two hours. Movies do not need to be two Agreed. hours and forty-five minutes long. I mean, I'll make I'll yeah. make some exceptions for things like The Godfather. Sure. Or like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, oh yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Can, yeah, I mean, Once Upon a Time in that. There was never a moment in that that I was checking no, out my watch. But exactly. Black Panther, That's I was the like, rare one. I was like, do we really need to learn the whole story of the Submariner? Like, I don't care. If if you're going to do a three-hour movie, you should have an intermission. Don't you think? I I don't know. It used to be that back in the old days. You got got to tell directors like Scorsese and James Cameron that they have to cut their movies. (laughs) See, good luck with that. Well, you know, I think if The Irishman had been an hour shorter, it might have had a much better shot of winning Best Picture, but instead of three and a half hours. Agreed. And I I was so bored. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, like, Goodfellas, isn't um, that over three hours? Yeah, that's another one. We're going to go over time a little bit. So, Angela Bassett, she's won a couple of precursors, but Carrie Condon is still listed as the favorite on Gold Derby. I actually thought Jamie Lee Curtis was terrific, but what what do you guys think? Yeah, I'll let anyone chime in here. I mean, the Um, Angela Bassett thing. I mean, I don't understand. Like, she was not like she's not in like the last two hours of that movie. Like, she's just she's not in it. Um, And her, I mean, nothing against her performance. She she was fine in what she did, but she didn't have anything to do. Like. It's a superhero movie performance. Like I, I don't, I don't understand that at all. I get that they want to give her, like people want to give her a career award at this point, but I'm sure she's going to have other opportunities that that are that are better performed. Yeah. I, I just, I don't understand it. it. It's just, it doesn't seem justified. She was nominated. It should be back in '93 for what's love got to do with it. Right. That was the last time. That was the only time. Well, that's a problem. I also had no okay, idea she was married to Courtney B. Vance until just now. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> and she went to Yale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Joel, I interrupted you. Well, I was just thinking that it should, it should go down to Jamie or Carrie. Um, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. kind of 
going the wave right now. So I'm going with Jamie, and I think that that that's your career award right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's who yeah, I go I'm with. I mean, Jamie Curtis is. She's I never been nominated. Um, she probably should have. I mean, she should have been nominated for a fish called Wanda way back in the day. I think she won a bathroom yeah. for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, if you're going to go career award, I, I would go for her. I mean, I feel like in some ways it feels like the Angela Bassett Award is also like a de facto Chadwick Boseman tribute. Um, yeah. Which, I, again, I get, but I don't know. I mean, she, like, like, you know, she's in the movie at the beginning, and then there's she's not in it anymore. Like, there's the whole, like, she's in, like, basically, like, the preamble part. And then once the Submariner shows up, she's pretty much gone. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't get it. And Jamie, I mean, that that is a character. Yeah. And she yeah, did have to play different role. versions. Yeah. Yeah, multiple versions. Yeah, but, yeah, no, I, I, I that, agree. That goes over well. Yeah, I but I did love Carrie Condon. Been, I thought she was. <laughs> she's been nominated for eight Golden Globes. But actually, four of those nominations were, or three of those were for TV shows. Um, no, I take that back. Only one was for a TV miniseries, The Heidi Chronicle, in 1996. But no Oscar nominations. So she got nominated for A Fish Called Wanda, Anything But Love. Um, that was actually another TV series. Uh, True Lies. Best yeah, she should have gotten nominated for an Oscar for that movie. She actually won the Golden Globe for oh. True Lies, Best Actress in a Comedy and Musical. Uh, Freaky Friday, she got nominated for that for the Golden Globes. A redo of Freaky Friday, Screen Queens, and then yeah, everything everywhere all at once. So, um, all right, um, let's move on, and we'll go to Best Supporting Actor, and then we'll we'll wrap up here. Um, I think your four sure nominees are Ki Hui Kwan, Brendan Gleeson. Mm-hmm. Paul Dano, and then mm-hmm. I would say probably Barry uh, Kogan. I don't know how to sound. Yeah, it's Kogan. Kogan, yeah. and then he was only in a movie for about five minutes and gave one speech, and I wasn't blown away as much by Judd Hirsch as others. But frankly, if it were up to me, I would have gone Ben Wishaw for Women Talking, but. Um, you yeah. got Judd Hurst, Brad Pitt, Eddie Redmayne, some other names bouncing around. What, what do you guys think? Who, who's getting in here? Yeah, I, I, I love that Judd Hurst scene. Yeah, yeah that, me too. That, that kind of reminds me of a I, little I, bit of Judy. I Dench didn't love the I didn't love the Fablemans as as much as everybody else, but like there were two scenes: the, the scene at the end, which is just made me yeah. so happy. Yeah. Um, and, and the Judd Hurst scene, like the, the Judd Hurst scene blew me away because cool. that was like, I mean, it, some of it's the writing, but he was like, he sold it so well. It's just, yeah, that yeah. scene like sort of encapsulates to me, like almost like, like what desire in life is essentially. Like, Cause like, you know, when he said, just to say yeah. the thing about like, you love your family, but this you love a little bit more. And it's like, right. it's just, like he just put it so perfectly. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, it's like almost like a moment of clarity. I, I thought he was so good in that scene. And 
and it's, it's funny that I just sat there saying that Angela Bassett wasn't in the movie and he was in the movie even less. Yeah. But that was such a pivotal scene. Like that movie set up, that scene set up the rest of the movie. Um, yeah, it was and it was, it's, you know, it, it's like, you know, it's like Ned Beatty and Network or, uh, um, yeah, or Judy Dench and Shakespeare in Love. Like, yeah. I, I don't mind a, like a blow away one scene performance getting nominated. I I'm with you. Just not winning. That's... Just not winning. No, he's not going to win. No, no. So when it comes to winning, as great as Brandon Gleason was, and I thought he was fantastic, but the Ki Hui Kwan story is just so irresistible. And yeah. I got to admit, I actually went back we have and a lot of rewatched. Stories. We have a lot of good stories this year for the Oscars, right? Yeah, A lot of exactly. like comebacks and people we've forgotten about or – or people who need career awards, yeah. and I don't know. It's kind of cool. Well, I'm not going to lie. I, when I saw everything everywhere all at once, I just – I'd forgotten the name Kihei Kwan, and I was like, watch this movie, and I was like, who is this guy? He's a great actor. So I looked him up after the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't know like, either. That's the kid from Temple of Doom and Goonies? I had Goonies, no idea. Yeah. And, um, you know, then I rewatched – Temple of Doom recently, and he was great in Temple of Doom, even though that's a mm-hmm. movie that could not be made today. I'll, I'll say that. No. So politically correct. correct. It's, every character was pretty much politically incorrect, from, from Kate Capshaw to, to the short round to the Indians to everyone. But, um, and, it's, you know, the guy who played Chunk from uh, Goonies negotiated his contract for this movie. Um, yeah. It's, it's, and he had, a, yeah. he had a great speech at the Golden Globes. And, and Steven Spielberg was right there who cast him in, in Temple of Doom. And it's all coming full circle. And now he's getting yeah. all these big roles. He's like um, season two of Loki. And he's in another movie with Michelle Yeoh. So um, I don't see who beats him. Uh, maybe Brendan Gleeson. No, I think it's just the win. Don't you guys agree? Yep. Yeah, I agree. Oh, there's no way. Yeah, he's the he's the lock of the night. Like, yeah, on your Oscar pools, just <laughs> put circle him and move on. Yep. In red. See, that's why I'm thinking. That's why I'm thinking. Just because they might spread the wealth a little bit. Although I know Joe, everything's going to win everything. I get you. But uh, yeah, it's, that's it's, why I'm and, thinking that maybe. It's been, Harry Condon might have a better chance of supporting because they're going to give supporting actor to to Key Tuan, whatever. So, yeah, that's my feeling. It's been a while since we've had, like, a like a big clean sweep at the Oscars like that. So I, I, it'd be cool to see it, especially for a movie like that. You know, like a genre yeah. movie, a, a movie with, you know, predominantly Asian cast, like, this is not the type of movie yeah. that would have been considered for the Oscars 10 years ago. And, and it actually like, I mean, obviously I'm getting ahead well, of myself Parasite. saying that it won all these awards that it hasn't even been nominated for yet. But if it does, like it, it would show that the, um, that a lot of the changes that they've made in the Academy are working. Well, though you yeah. said Parasite, but none of the actors won for that. Just, just picture and director. So. Yeah. But that, that's what I mean. Like, like there hasn't been a clean sweep, thing like that like like remember like you right. know silence of the lambs winning every award or forrest gump true, winning true. every award like, like yeah it, it hasn't happened in a while There's, yeah so yeah i think it would be cool to yeah. see something to, to see that happen for a movie like this see everything win everything 
All right. Any other any other awards people want to talk about? Anything down the I line? I just had one, um, and I know this gets brought up every year, but when we're talking about kind of the lesser categories, there's star power to it. Um, I don't see it on any of the prediction lists, but Brie Larson was completely behind remembering a live-action short. And I thought for sure that would get nominated, but it's on nobody's list. I mean, nobody. So that was my one thing to point out. Um, I don't even know. She she did a live-action short? Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea. It's called, it's called remembering. But isn't 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 all too well the Taylor Swift ten minute version? Isn't that going to win? Probably. <laughs> another that's another good broadcast moment. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, then I'll talk about star power. Right. So she directed that, so she's going to win. She's going to win. They always flip a win an Oscar, and then, and yeah, so she'll be on her way to an EGOT. I'm a hundred percent confident that at some point in her life, she will write a Broadway musical that will win a bazillion Tony. There you have it. EGOT. Well, um, is it Viola Davis um, a Grammy away from winning the EGOT, and she she could do it? She's nominated for a Grammy this year. Oh, yeah. Viola. Oh, Viola. Yeah, I love those uh, book on tapes. Yeah. Yeah, she won yeah. for Fences. She won for How to Get Away with Murder um, yep. for the Emmy. I guess she won a Tony somewhere for a play she did. I, I don't know off the top of my head. So now here's yeah, here's her, her Grammy spot. So. Um, wow. Right. <laughs> What about um, maybe she'll cut like a, a cut a heavy metal album or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, okay, all right, we'll we'll leave it there. Um, okay, we'll be back. Oh, uh, I do want to put in my. Maybe in like, I do want wait. I do want to say one thing, one last yeah. thing for animated yeah. film. I hope to God yeah. Marcel with with Michelle with the shoes on. Oh yeah, that was that was delightful. That was <laughs> the sweetest movie I've seen, I think, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely charmed by that movie. So I'm hoping that wins animated. That was done by my former college hallmate, Jenny Slate. So um There you go. Right. I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, so good. Um, what what about that song? Who's winning the original song? Rihanna. Rihanna. Or Lady Gaga. The witch. The uh, Top Gun. That's Lady Gaga's the Top Gun one. Right, but she's oh, already okay. won. Rihanna hasn't. <laughs> oh, you know it's on the top well, of the we... Derby is the song from RRR. Not too, not too. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah I could see that winning. winning. Is that the one that, that would be great. they dance to, like, in the middle of that movie? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. Right. It's really just a question <laughs> well, of what song, is Di- what song is Diane Warren going to lose for this year? Uh, <laughs> 80 for Brady. Oh, wait, that's next year. 
That is next, next year. Next year. Just... Yeah. Apparently, apparently Rita Wilson is on the short list for a song from a man called Otto. Yes. First of all, why was, why, all right, why was that movie released when it was? I feel like if it was out a month earlier, it might have had a shot. Um, well, I don't think people are talking about good. it very highly right now. But it, wide, like this week or next week? Or yeah, and it's, do, it's doing surprisingly well at the box office for what they were expecting it to do. I think that's why. Yeah. A lot of people are talking about it. All right. I guess we will leave it right there. We'll be back once the nominees come out, and we'll we'll go through the whole list and who's going to win and who's not going to win, and we'll have the big pool, and we'll, we'll predict it. Um, and then, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting this year's Oscars. Yeah. I'm glad they have a host. Yeah. I like Jimmy Kimmel. But I have to admit, I don't Jimmy know anyone Kimmel. who's going to say – I wasn't going to watch the Oscars, but now I'm going to watch it because Jimmy Kimmel posted. Yeah, I don't know anyone. Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Like, you can't go wrong. Like, he's funny. He's great. He's done it before, but it's not. I mean, obviously, the the the, the golden nugget would have been if they could have gotten Chris Rock to host it, but I doubt that he wanted to do that. He he, <laughs> he was asked. Can't he was asked, and he turned it down. Yeah, I mean, that would have been just that like, would have been a ratings getter for sure. Yeah. yeah, and they ask Dwayne Johnson every year, and he says no. So then I don't know why. I mean, I, I'm I'm guessing they must ask Kevin Hart every year, and he says no. But yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know why Kevin Hart doesn't just say this every year. <laughs> well, he he was. Okay, guys, I gotta remember? jump off. <laughs> right. Yes, me too. Okay. All right, All right, everyone. Thanks. We'll be back soon. All right. That was a blast. Thanks. Bye.